service. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Discos, I've got something special for you guys. You asked, we listened, and now it's finally here. Introducing Disgraceland All Access, our very first official membership program. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow Discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership and sign up today. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing that we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about, among other things, Stu Sutcliffe. That's right, the fifth Beatle. Also, Pantera, Dimebag Daryl, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more, as well as a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. This week in Disgraceland, part nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, if you can believe it, number nine, episode nine in our ongoing Beatles saga, this one featuring original member Stu Sutcliffe as our lead. This follows, uh, let's see, two episodes on the Beatles themselves, where we cover these sort of, if you're looking at the, remember the Beatles anthology they did, the, the blue one and the red one, and one was the early years, which I think was the red one, and the blue one was the later years, and they're standing on that balcony looking down. Uh, one photo is from early in their career with the mop tops. Well, that's that's the first episode of that Beatles uh, part two that I'm talking about, and the second is uh, the photo where they're looking down in the same photo, same place, uh, but it's about four or five years later, and they got the long hair and the beards, and they're all hippied out. And that's really the second episode. That's the framing there that we did with those two Beatles episodes. Then we did, we've done three episodes on John Lennon alone. We did two on his, uh, what was his assassination, and then we did one on sort of the lost 70s years there for John. Uh, we did one on Paul. 
We did one on George. We did one on Ringo. So yeah, that uh, that checks out. That's eight. And Stu Sutcliffe here makes nine. And we have a great idea for a 10th episode as well. There's just so much material here with the Beatles. And I'm, I'm endlessly fascinated by them. And I can tell you guys are as well. There's been a lot of excitement about even the Stu Sutcliffe episode, which I, I did not anticipate. Um, Stu Sutcliffe, of course, was a huge part of the Beatles' history. The Beatles would not be who they became if it were not for Stu Sutcliffe. In this era, that's the Stu Sutcliffe era, the, the early years in Hamburg and Germany, it's a very interesting time. We covered some of it in that that part two Beatles uh, run that we did that I was just talking about the early days, but we get into it a lot more deeply here with Stu Sutcliffe. Just the, the raunchiness, the debauchery, the depravity, the, the violence, the gangs, uh, there's deportation involved. <laughs> Paul McCartney gets attacked on stage by a fellow Beatle. There's all kinds of stuff happening in this. And Stu Sutcliffe is at the center of it all. And more, more specifically, Stu Sutcliffe's cool is at the center. His attitude that was very formative to the Beatles. And like I said, to what they became. Um, so I, I'm going to ask, you know, do you want more Beatles episodes? I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you are like, come on, dude, nine? Where's that replacements episode? Where's, where's, that, where's that Link Ray episode? Um, you know, we're not going to do a Beatles up for a while. Okay, but we do, we are going to do a part 10, perhaps, I don't want to give it away, but it might be on Brian Epstein, it might be on Pete Best, it might be on George Martin, might be, might, might even, maybe we can get one out on Billy Preston, okay, how's that? Billy Preston was the fifth Beatle for a while as well. I think that's a stretch, I don't think we can title a Billy Preston episode, uh, a Beatles episode, or maybe we can, maybe we just center it around the years he was making uh uh, music with the Beatles. Let me know what you think of this new Stu Sutcliffe episode, uh, 617-906-6638. And let me know what your favorite era Beatles uh, is for you. W what do you prefer? Which album? What are you listening to right now? For me, I love it all, like I'm sure all of you do. And I go through phases. I go through heavy phases of like, all right, I'm just into these years of the Beatles when they were transitioning from mop top to the sort of drug era. Or I, I'm just into, you know, my, my son right now is super into the White Album. So that's playing in the house constantly. And of course, I'm, I'm pulled back into that. What's your favorite Beatles era? Favorite Beatles albums? Favorite Beatle? Hit me. I want to know. All right. Did some George Harrison stuff um, over on Instagram and TikTok this week. Got into got into his home invasion, which we covered in the episode on George Harrison, but we did a little video on that. That was fun. Also got into the formation of the Traveling Wilburys. You can find all that at Disgraceland Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And we're releasing more videos every single day, more and more, I should say, every single day. Additionally, this week in our Rewind episode on Friday, we get this episode, uh, we're re-releasing the Pantera episode, which is really a Dimebag Daryl episode. If you guys have not heard this, or if you're just like, I don't know who the hell Dimebag Daryl is, why do I care? You need to listen to this episode. It's one of the, it's one of my favorites. It's some of my favorite writing that I've done um, for Disgraceland. Uh, and, and the way that we scored this episode and the way that we lead up to the tragedy uh, that, that takes place, that is the climax of this episode, uh, it's it's all um, it's something, and and I can't wait for you to hear it if you have not heard it. Of course, Dimebag Daryl Abbott uh, was was gunned down on stage when he was in uh, uh, his band Damage Plan, which was just after Pantera. But the band Pantera, their music anyway, plays a role in this episode. You're gonna want to check that out. I'll talk about it later here in this bonus episode as well. Six one seven nine zero six 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 three eight. Hit me with your voicemails. Uh, hit me with your texts. Disgrace Slam Pod on the socials, and of course. 
disgracelandpod at gmail.com on email. And uh, let's check out this email from Joe Schrader. Subject, episode suggestion from the 765. Hey, love your show. Every time I tell Alexa to play Badlands podcast, I get the first few bars of the Springsteen classic. So I'm glad you're combining the two shows. Uh, my suggestion is to do a dive on the Quaid brothers. Dennis seems pretty legit, but Randy is way out there. Hope to hear it someday. Thanks for entertaining me while I work. Joe, you got it, Joe. What do you do for work, Joe? Let me know. Um, hey, that's a good idea. I've heard uh, I've heard some stories about Randy Quaid. Uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, I will look into it. I like that kind of off-the-beaten-path suggestion. This one comes from another Joe Trotter who writes in, Hey, this is the subject. Hey, Bono, Michael Hudgens, and song tributes for dead people all in one. Hey, Jake, wrote to you long ago about your brilliant episodes, was catching up during some snow days, and caught the episodes on U2, Michael Hutchins, and Blondie. I also heard you asking about song tributes to dead artists, and I'm sure you know that Bono and Hutchins were close. Before he died, Michael had worked on a solo album, but it was not done. Bono was given one of the songs, and he finished it. He sang with Hutchins' original vocals. He is basically singing to Michael in it. It is called Slide Away, so give that a listen. All right, I will. I did not know that. I did not know that at all. That's from Joe in the 859. Great email. Appreciate that. Going to look into it. This one comes from Clay Strider, and the subject is Sharon Stone episode. And it's... And it says, and I get this shit all, I get this shit wrong all the time, okay? But I'm, I'm blaming Zeth who wrote this episode. This, <laughs> this one from Clay says, uh, hey man, I love your shows. I hate to be that guy. And if you had already heard from other gun nuts, but a Glock 22 is a 40 caliber pistol with no external safety. Also, it is a striker fired weapon without a hammer that you would cock. Seriously, I love your show. This just kind of took me out of the moment for a bit. Forgive the pedantry pedantry like i think you're great peace and rock and roll clay clay i apologize um you're speaking greek to me man i don't own guns i don't know much about guns i've fired a gun before it's a lot of fun uh but i don't know much about uh yeah what i'm talking about so i didn't write this one zeth did zeth i'm throwing you under the bus in public i'm not sure uh if you understood what i just read there from clay but if you did you know we'll go back we'll we'll fix that we'll try to do better next time this one comes from lee stevens and it says hey jake and team it's a message from the other side of the pond on the south coast of England. Having now caught up with all the episodes, mild laps during the Amazon exclusive years, I can now give you my thoughts on artists that you may want to cover. And as you are combining your lands, I'll give you both here. Ian Dury from Ian Dury and the Blockheads fame died in the year 2000 from cancer, but a fascinating life punctuated by childhood polio, trailblazing the nascent pub rock scene in the mid 70s to hitting the top of the charts on both sides of the Atlantic very familiar with Ian. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Lastly, the other suggestion, John Landis. Not for the Blues Brothers, not for Thriller, but for the Twilight Zone movie. Dodgy as fuck. An incident that ended up with two dead children. Wow, I didn't know this. Violation of labor laws and found not guilty. Damn. Did not know that. I saw John Landis recently in that Michael Jackson documentary on Showtime, and he's really compelling. He's a really interesting guy uh, to, to see and hear be interviewed. So maybe I'll look into that. I don't like that movie, Twilight Zone. It's, I find it hard to get through, uh, but I appreciate the uh, email here, Lee. We will check it out. All right, guys, disgracelandpod at gmail.com. Hit me with your emails on anything, anything you want to talk about. I love talking about the episodes themselves. 
things you've heard, things you've listened to, things you want to hear. So as always, get at me, disgracelandpod at gmail.com. You can call me 617-906-6638, leave a voicemail or send me a text. Take a quick break back on the other side with some of those voicemails and texts. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership and an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Welcome back to Musicland Stories. Join us for a new aquatic season, exploring the sonic adventures of sea creatures from ghost crabs to octopodies, earworms to mazes of coral reef. Listen to the newest season of Musicland Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, aquatic adventurers. Captain out. All right, we are back. Going to do some uh, voicemails and texts here. want to let you guys know, releasing a lot more content these last few weeks over on Instagram and TikTok, at DisgraceLamPod in both places, and on X, also at DisgraceLamPod. These little videos, trying my best to figure out how to distill some of the more interesting uh, topics that we cover here some of the more holy shit moments, some of the tributes to the artists, some of the shock, some of the awe, some of the horror, into real short form content uh, for Instagram and TikTok in particular. And uh, like I said, we're releasing those with with regularity. Uh, So go check them out. If you're not following us on either platform, get on over there. Uh, If you are following us and uh, we're not in your feed, check us out, give us a like, Give us, give us a comment, something, you know, get in our, get in the algo, as they say, get us in your algorithm. And, uh, I don't know. Do they say get in the algo? I don't think they do. I think I just said that. And you know, you'll, you'll then start getting served the videos that we're releasing over there and I'm having fun with it. And it's giving me another venue to talk to you guys. So that's great as well. At Disgraceland Pod, I've been super active over there on Instagram and on TikTok. So 
follow away. Let's do some voicemails and some texts. All right, let's check out this voicemail from the 304. Hey, Jake. This is April, and um, I just finished listening to your episode of Disgraceland about um, Sean Combs. And I love learning about P. Diddy having to pay Sting. And that's why I think that you need to cover Metallica. Now, hear me out. I know a lot of people have covered them, but um, I'm Gen X or old. And I know that Stranger Things has brought them a new generation of fans. And the Lars versus Napster situation needs to be properly explained to them. Because whether or not you like Lars or Metallica, someone would have had to say, hey, pay us at some point. Anywho, that's. All I wanted to say, uh, love all you do. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. April, thank you for the voicemail. I really want to cover Metallica. There's a couple different ways in um, the, you know, the whole Lars Napster thing. Isn't isn't that interesting to me? It really bummed me out when it was happening. I, I think even if you asked Metallica and Lars, they would probably tell you the same thing. It was an unfortunate it was just unfortunate for them to be at the tip of that spear. That's all I'll say. And, and you know, I don't know, people spatting back and forth in court. You know, it's just, I don't know how interesting of an episode that's going to make. But there are, there's, you know, the Cliff Burton thing for sure. I think that's a way into Metallica. I love Metallica, April, like you. So that's um, going to happen at some point. I've just, I've just been hesitant because I think because I like the band so damn much, I want to make sure that I have the exact right angle and lane into telling their story. So it will happen at some point. Appreciate your voicemail, April. Uh, keep an ear out. We'll get to Metallica soon enough. All right, let's check out this voicemail from the 407. Hey, Jake. This is Hal Shore calling from Longwood, Florida. Looking forward to the Icon series kickoff with Anthony Bourdain. And in your email, you asked about who... We think you should cover. How about Andy Kaufman? Talk about an icon. That's my pick. Uh, looking forward to the new uh, genre. Looking forward to everything, Disgraceland, Badland, Sportsland. And another question, any, uh, any chance of uh, blood on the tracks coming back? Love you, Jake. Later. Hal, thanks, man. Appreciate you. And yeah, man, we're psyched to get Anthony Bourdain into your ears. And I love your suggestion of Andy Kaufman. Just great, great, great suggestion. Uh, can't believe we didn't think about that. Zeth, make sure make sure we note that. That's We should cover Andy this year if we can. Um, as for Blood on the Tracks, probably not coming back anytime soon, but we have something similar that's definitely uh, inspired by Blood on the Tracks that I think we're going to start fucking with this year. I, I, I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but um, uh, something... Something blood on the tracks ish. Okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 617 906 6638. Get at me, guys. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text. Let's do some text here. 301 writes in Hey, Jake, how about doing an episode on Trey Songs? He was a big RB singer in the 2000s, but we only hear about him now when allegations are being made against him. Keep up the good work. I don't know anything about Trey Songs. But uh, now I'm going to look into it, and I appreciate that. Thanks for the text. So 612 writes in, Hey, Jake, I found Disgraceland during season one, and I've been hooked ever since. My specific question is regarding your crossover content on the Manson murders. I fucking love the way you have presented it and opened the door to very different motivations for the crime spree. You mentioned the book Chaos by Tom O'Neill as a great source for much of this. I have a copy arriving today. The question is, do I need to read the Bugliosi book first to fully enjoy Chaos? We all know the Helter Skelter story, and as a 
kid of the 70s and 80s, I'm 57, the story and the made-for-TV movie all were the stuff of nightmares for me, but I am familiar with it by mere repetition and reputation. Should I read Helter Skelter first? Thanks, JC, John Christensen, and the 651, St. Paul. John, JC, yes, read Helter Skelter. As much as I think Bugliosi fucked it, Helter Skelter, even if it is fictional, <laughs> air quotes fictional, half fictional, however you want to define it, embellished, highly embellished, it's still a great read. It is, it's the, it's the, I think it's the biggest selling true crime book of all time, ahead of Truman Capote's In Cold Blood, and that's for a reason. It's a great fucking read. So yes, I would read it. Plus, it's just going to make chaos that much more enjoyable for you as well. So yes, the answer is, is a yes, yes, yes. And uh, JC, I just got to say, welcome to the rabbit hole. Jake, 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 Jake. This from the 401. Jake, Jake, Jake. First off, happy new year. It's Alexandra reaching out to say, I'm continually blown away by the Disgraceland podcast. I'm here to say, man, oh man, the Michael Hutchinson in excess episode chef's kiss. What a fantastic job you did telling the story in the short amount of time that you did. I think it's really great that you made a point to call out the rumors surrounding his cause of death. I also would like to say I love how you opened the episode with a brief touch on Nick Cave. I asked you before for a Nick Cave episode, maybe one in 2024. Take care, Jake Rockarola. I'd love to do a Nick Cave episode. I'd love to see Nick Cave. I'd love to collaborate with Nick Cave. I'm all about Nick Cave right now. Maybe. We'll see. Houston Moore writes in, Los Lobos, want an introduction? <laughs> to which I say, yeah, sure, why not? I fucking love Los Lobos. Hook me up, Houston. I'm going to send you my number and my email. Get at me, all right, dude? All right, let's do one more text, 617-906-6638. Guys, I'm still looking for recommendations here. Uh, this one comes from the 304. Hey, Milkman again. You've been asking for suggestions. In the past, you asked for suggestions, like what you did with Wu-Tang. What about the Beats? You've recently done Borrows. Well, I haven't released Burrows yet there, Milkman, but it is coming. Uh, one of my bull gods, he writes. However, Kerouac and Ginsburg are obviously worthy. Neil Cassidy, of course, and there's Farrell and Getty and Snyder and others. It's hard to find a more brilliant, more volatile, a more influential bunch of derelicts. Oh, and what about the holy trinity of Alabama dipshits? Hank Sr., Jr., and the third. We did one on Hank Sr., you can hear that. Uh, maybe we should just follow up couple more with junior and senior and yes we do have an episode coming on borrows i will most likely do a kerouac episode at some point as well i stayed in the cabin uh a friend of mine i have a friend who's uh part of the kerouac family and uh when i went on my honeymoon he hooked us up and he hooked up the cabin that jack wrote Big Sur in. We were going to Big Sur for our honeymoon and he uh, hooked it up so we could stay there for a couple nights and it was incredible. I'm a big Kerouac fan. I was before am now as well. Uh, so we'll definitely get into that at some point. And Ginsburg's always been fascinating to me. Perhaps um, there's so many different eras of Ginsburg. I don't even know where to start or how to start actually. It's a huge, huge, huge topic. But yes, we will get into the beat. 617-906-6638. I want your suggestions. Hit me up. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to be back in a flash. All right, we are back, everybody. I want to talk to you about Pantera. I want to talk to you about Dimebag Daryl. I want to talk to you about this archive episode that's being re-released 
this week. We're releasing it this week because it was around the time, uh, January 19th to be exact, back in 1993, the Pantera released the song Walk, the fourth and final single to be issued from their breakthrough album, Vulgar Display of Power. Uh, Walk is the most viewed Pantera song on YouTube, 277 million views and counting. Um, if you don't know Pantera, Pantera were one of these bands. They became huge. It became a huge metal band. But I was just starting to go to shows, all ages shows, as a kid, uh, 14, 15, when they were on tour for their first album. And I didn't get to see them on that tour, but my friends did. And it was one of those formative experiences that I missed out on <laughs> in my neighborhood. And I'll never forget it. My friend's band actually opened up for them in Boston uh, from our hometown, Backbone, opened up for Pantera. It was a huge deal. Uh, and I missed it, FOMO. But I knew who, the point is, I knew who Pantera was very early on. And uh, by the time their second record came out, they were, the, I just discussed here, Vulgar Display of Power, they started to really blow up. Um, they became huge. Uh, massive uh, headline headlining stadium type of massive for for a little while there, and then of course uh, they they came apart for a bunch of a bunch of reasons that I won't get into here. Um, and as we get into in the episode, Dimebag Daryl Daryl Abbott was gunned down and killed. And even though I wasn't the biggest Pantera fan in the world, this death hit me in a weird very weird way um because i i think it's because there wasn't a lot of of distance between the the sort of hardcore scene the world that i was in at the time and the world that Dimebag Daryl was was shot and killed in. It was in a small club in Ohio. Uh, I played that club before years ago. I played many clubs like it. So when I did this episode, I really knew the world, and um, it it really it really hit me in a in a hard 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 way. And you know, it's about a shooting. It's about an active shooter. That's a big fear of mine. It's a recurring dream that I have. It's it's. It's been that way, you know. You can guess why, right? You get little kids, and you watch the news and all that. And uh, I, I don't know. I just I felt particularly plugged into the writing of this episode. Um, and then the more I I got to learn about Dimebag Daryl Abbott and what kind of guy that he was and how he was with the fans, it just made me love him much, much more than I already had as a musician, but just as a man. And uh, I don't know. I want you to listen to it if you haven't listened to it, and I want you to tell me what you think. I think you're going to dig it. 617-906-6638. I'm going to take a quick break. Back in a flash. All right, welcome back again, 617-906-6638. Call me, voicemail, text. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you want us to cover. Hit me up on Instagram, X, Facebook, at Pod. All right, let's recap, shall we? Number one, right now in your feed, a brand new episode on Stu Sutcliffe of the Beatles. Number two, coming tomorrow, a rewind episode on Pantera. Number three, over in the Badlands feed, we got a new episode on Paul Newman. And number four, next week in the Disgraceland feed, the official trailer for what we're cooking up for you this year in two. 2024, the Disgraceland Icon Series, as we're calling it, and you do not 
want to miss this, so stay tuned. Uh, my number, 617-906-6638. Call me on the telephone. Text me. Remember, no one cares about the music you love more than you do, and well, that's a disgrace. All right, my moment of bliss in honor of this week's episode, me reading you the Billboard Hot 100 chart from the week of August 15th, 1960, the week that the Beatles drove from Liverpool to Hamburg for their first of their residencies in the tumultuous Reberbahn district. Number one, it's now or never. Elvis Presley with the Jordanaires. Last week, three. Peak position, one. Weeks on chart, five. Number two, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Brian Highland. Last week, one. Peak position, one. Weeks on chart, seven. Number three, I'm sorry. Last week, two. Peak position, one. Weeks on chart, 12. Number four, only the lonely know how I feel. Last week, four. Peak position, two. Weeks on chart, 11. Number five, don't run. Last week, Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it!